0: For you as a manifester, you're the one that's here to start things. You're the initiator. You're the one that receives the divine downloads and then goes out and makes it happen.
1: You are listening to I Can't Wait to Tell You with Casey Edward featuring Becca Francis. Episode 110, part two. Welcome to I Can't Wait to Tell You, a podcast I created to share with you my knowledge, stories, and experiences on spirituality, food, health, mindset, and on life in general. My goal is to tell you everything I wish I had known when I decided to take control of my reality and start living the life of my dreams. We all deserve to make some magic, so let's jump right in because there are so many things I can't wait to tell you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of I Can't Wait to Tell You. I am your host, Casey Edward. Thank you, as always, for being here. Today, I want to express a little extra gratitude for all of you listeners. I am so thankful. If you are in the United States, this Today, when this episode is being released, is Thanksgiving, so I obviously am recording this not on Thanksgiving, (laughs) but when this comes out or when you'll be listening to this, I just wanted you to know how appreciative I am for every single one of you who listens. I connect with a lot of you on social media, but even if we've never talked, you know that I can feel (laughs) the connection I have with you, and I truly, truly am just so blown away by the fact that people listen, and I am just so grateful So, today's episode is part two of my episode series with Becca Francis on human design. So, we actually recorded this part first, (laughs) so you'll hear her uh, challenge that she has going on right now, but it was... what what ended up happening was it was so amazing to hear about my chart that I was like, oh my god, we have got to do an, another episode and dive even further into human design. So if you haven't listened to the first part with Becca, I would absolutely go back and listen to that one because that one's a more general overview of what human design is, how you can utilize it in your own life, and all of that good stuff. And in this episode, it's really interesting because that reads my chart. So she did my chart, and we dive into it. And it's interesting to hear because sometimes when you hear about something, you're like, that does sound cool. But until you hear someone else's done, kind of like how I did when we did my birth chart with astrology on the episode with Jesse. When you can hear it, you're kind of like, okay, I do want this done. I do want to know this about myself because it just gives you so much insight as to how you operate, what will make it easiest for you to live and run a business or work or what have you. And so we get a lot into how, as a manifester, I'm a manifester, how it's best that I run a business. And so I think you guys will really like this episode. Hearing someone get their chart broken down is just so interesting and fun. And you guys know me pretty well, so you can hear Beck tell me all about me, and it's all spot on. And I think that the thing that hits home the most with me is... So a little a little backstory, because I feel like I haven't talked to you guys in a while. So over the past few months, I had been feeling like it was time to you know take spin off my plate as you guys know and at the same time I had actually started a new position as a social media manager for a company and at the beginning it was fun but it was a lot it was a lot and I was not getting paid that much but at the time I was kind of like okay I'm just going to take this job it was around the time when I took the job it was around the time when I was moving out of my apartment I was like I could just use some extra cash and whatnot and I did it for a few months And at the same time as learning that like I don't want to do spin anymore, after I got rid of that and took that off my plate, I started to fall into this place of, I do not want anything on my plate that is not serving me, making me grow, or making my bank account grow. And that's just how I feel. And I want things to be easy, and I want to allow. And this position was not allowing me to do that. And so I stepped away from it. And the reason that I'm taking all of this off my plate is because I've been feeling like I want to take things off my plate for a long time. The things that I feel inclined to do are the show and coaching. And so I'm coaching again. If you're interested in doing a session with me, you can check out, I'll put the link in, my, in the show notes, or you can follow me on Instagram and find out more. But all I feel inclined to do right now is the show and be in nature and play Zelda on N64 (laughs) and be in alignment and see what happens. And so I'm at a stage where I just actually fully trust myself in the universe enough to take my hands off the wheel and stop doing shit just for the sake of doing it. And where I'm at now is I know myself well enough to know that I've really got to start being diligent about what I say yes to and what I allow to be in my experience. Because as you'll hear for a manifester, I only have so much allotted energy and I have got to take care of it. And so now, unless it's a hundred percent, and this is a cliche, but like, unless it's a fuck yes, then it's a fuck no. And I'm saying it with truth and, and just with vigilance, like, no, 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 no. And, you know, it's it's for everything in my life. It's, you know, so many people are going to want things from you, right? Especially if you have good energy. They're going to want your time. They're going to want your space. But you have got to delegate it in ways that serve not only you, but the world. And so for me, I'm just someone who likes bopping around on my own time. I don't like having a lot on my schedule. I have a podcast that I love. I coach. And right now, that's kind of where I'm at. And I know that some other things will come into my experience eventually. But honestly, this is all I feel called to do. And after having my chart done, it just makes so much sense. It just again, I say it all the time, but it just gives you permission to be who the fuck you are. And so yeah, I mean, it's just it's so funny, because when I took everything off of my plate the first few days of of it, so I'm coming to the end of my social media job this week, but it was kind of like, oh my God, like this it's it's scary, right? But then I woke up the other morning and I meditated and I had a call with a nonprofit organization I'm a development board member of, and I felt so good. I have time to do things that matter and I have time to just be and I have time to not be stressed out and in fight or flight and I have time to be present and what I've realized is as you'll hear my how the the, the way that I know that I'm in vibrational attunement with myself is I'm at peace When I'm not, then it's anger. And what I realized is that I'm very agitated when I take too much on or when I'm doing things that aren't serving me. I'm agitated, and then I don't take care of myself well enough, and then I take it out on my partner. You know, It's like these things that you're like, why am I doing this? And for me, it was because I just had too much on my plate. And to be quite frank, if people saw what I have on my plate now and how much I like having during the day, they'd be like, what? And I'd be like, yeah. like Today I'm doing this, and... I had a client session. What else did I do? And I sent out an email for a client. Like, I don't have that much going on, and it feels so good. And the money always comes. And I have this feeling that because I have been brave enough to step into being who I am and stepping into a life exactly as I want it to be, the floodgates are going to open. They are going to be open. And the difference is, because I was making good money in those old positions, the difference is this is on my terms in my reality that I have created. I can feel the difference. It feels easy, it feels fun, it feels aligning. I don't feel stressed. I don't feel agitated. I don't need the, I don't feel the need to control everything. And I have the ability to go with the flow because there's not so much on my plate that changing plans stresses me out. Right? So all of this is kind of an aside, but I think it really does go hand in hand with the episode and starting to trust yourself enough to own who you are, to own your no's just as much as you own your yeses. Say yes to the things that are 100% yes. Say no to the things that aren't. You know, for so long, I just did all of this stuff that I didn't want to do and I'm not going to do that anymore, you know? And it just, it just it feels so good, you guys. So anyways, here is <laughs> part two with the amazing Becca Francis on human design and on my human design chart. I hope you enjoy. All right, Beck, thanks so much for coming on the show. How are you today?
0: I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
1: I am so excited too. So for anyone listening, Beck, you are learning human design to help spiritual entrepreneurs ditch their nine to five. So human design, I have been hearing a lot about, but I haven't dove into quite yet myself. Can you tell us a little bit about what human design is?
0: Mm, Sure. Absolutely. First of all, it's probably easier to tell you what it's not. So it's not a personality test. It's absolutely not so, um, it's not similar to Enneagram or any of the other personality tests out there, they all have their place and, and they're great, but human design is very different. So, the way I like to think about it is, it's the story of your life, it's the story of what you're here to do and how your energy is going to work with you to get that achieved for yourself and for the collective. Now that story of your life is written by the universe and it's written by your ancestors. So there's a lot of modalities that come together to create your design. So it's it's really um, I guess it, at its most basic level, it's it lets you know what your pattern of energy is and how best to use that to benefit you in the collective. That's really that's really the basis of it.
1: Mm, absolutely. And I've heard you talk about this before. And what I have learned about once you know your type of human design, it's very beneficial because it will help save you so much time and energy when you know how you can be operating, especially from a business standpoint, to optimize what you're doing and again, what you're not doing. So I was lucky enough, everyone, Beck did my, my human design, is it called a type or an archetype?
0: human design chart.
1: Okay. So how do you, how do we find that?
0: Mm. So for everyone else, if you're following along the easiest way to have a look at your own chart, you can generate a free chart at jovianarchive.com. Just hop in and put all your birth details in there, your birth date, the place, and as close to the exact time as you possibly can. if you've got the exact time that's perfect and then you can generate your human design chart from there and the first thing that you want to look at is your type and really that will give you a lot of information about how you designed how your energy works and how you design to function in business that's best for yourself and for your clients so um so i've generated your chart here this is you Mm -hmm. so your type, you're basically a manifester. It's about. It's one of the rarer types, probably between 9 and 12% of the population. And you're an ego manifester. And we can go into that a bit more um, in depth later on. But that ego side of it really tells you how you're designed to make decisions that are best aligned for you and your business. So there's a lot of other information on the chart. But for today, we're just really going to have a look at your type and what that actually means, and also your open areas, your undefined areas, so the white areas, and also the defined areas, which are the colored areas. So we'll look at how they work together and how they influence you, In business. Um, So it's not just, I like to look at it not just from a perspective of how best you serve your clients, it's also how best you serve yourself. Mm -hmm. So, how you use your energy during a typical day or a week, or when you're working with a particular client that will give them the best outcome and that will also make you feel happy and contented and peaceful. Because peaceful is one of the things that manifestors are going to feel when they're in alignment, that's your signature, is peace. So everything's done, everything's dealt with, you've informed everyone you need to inform, and peace is really where you want to get to when you're in full alignment. So there's, there's two sides to it. So that's what we're going to look at today. So your type and your open and your defined centers.
1: Very cool. Okay, tell us more. <laughs>
0: All right, so here we go. So like I said, you're a manifester. So each of the types is designed to do a different thing in the collective. They're supposed to contribute to the collective in a different way. And for you as a manifester, you're the one that's here to start things. You're the initiator. You're the one that receives the divine downloads and then goes out and makes it happen. And you're connected to the divine creative flow in that way. It's downloaded to you and you go out and you make things happen. So you start things, you let people know what the next step is, you let people around you know what you're going to do next, but you don't necessarily have the energy to carry that through and actually perform that work. So you're the one that forms a team around you, informs the team of what you need, and then the team does it. Normally a team of generators like me, because I'm designed to work very differently from you. So that's, that will be a running theme throughout your reading. You'll see that you're designed to um, get those divine downloads, but not to work in a traditional way like a lot of the population do. And that's really, really good for you to understand. Mm. So the way you're designed to work, the way your energy is designed to work is in cycles. So it's very cyclical. So cycles of deep work and cycles of deep rest because you will have these inspirations and you will have these downloads and you just have to do it. You have to do it right now, Mm -hmm. but then you need that cycle of rest as well. And the reason for that is I know not on the podcast can see, but I'm actually pointing to the sacral area in Casey's chart, which is one up from the bottom. So manifestors have an undefined sacral. So what that means is you don't carry your own natural Battery inside you, the way that generators do, because you're not designed to work that way. So that means that's why you have to work in cycles, because you will constantly need those cycles of work and cycles of rest. Mm. So you're definitely not designed to power through a nine to five day. You know that that that's just not aligned for you. It will exhaust you. It will wear out your adrenals. It will make you feel so unaligned and angry and probably frustrated as well. Anger is your, your non-self theme. So that's the thing you, you experience first, but you're definitely not designed to work nine to five. And all the manifestors that I know, they all have their own business, but like none of them work that traditional nine to five days. So that's interesting. Yep. Feel that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Totally. So you have, because you're designed to push the collective forward, you've got incredible initiating power. So like I said, you can start things off and you can work independently, but you're not here to grind through the kind of nitty gritty and the just getting it done phase. And that's difficult because society conditions us to just go out and make things happen and push, 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 hustle, push through till you've done it. That's not what your energy is designed to do. And you're not going to feel good and you're not going to feel aligned if you're constantly pushing and trying to work in the way that someone like me works as a generator. Because I have that defined sacral, I have that internal battery. But you don't. Mm -hmm. So a lot of manifestors really fight against that societal conditioning. You know, I should be working, you know, morning till night. I should be working seven days a week, should, should, should but that's not what we need you to do. The collective doesn't need you to work like that. So when your energy's channeled correctly, it gives us the other four types something to respond to, particularly generators and manifesting generators. My role is to respond to what you're initiating. So if you're not initiating, you're just grinding away, trying to put into practice someone else's idea, I've got nothing to respond to. You know, I look to people like you for ideas to respond to. So that's part of your role and what you're here for. But the other thing that you need to be careful of is while you do have all this incredible initiation energy, that you calm the energy around you before you run off and do that next thing. And what that looks like is informing the people in your impact field. So the people that are closest to you. Once you know that you're going to go off and you're going to initiate something, you've had this incredible inspiration, you need to tell people what you're going to do because then that calms their energy and it decreases the resistance around you. So they're not thinking, oh God, what's Casey going to do next? Like she's so unpredictable. I don't know. What's she going to do? Like, Aha! like it creates that kind of frenetic energy in the collective. Whereas if the manifester says, look, I've had this incredible idea. This is what I'm going to do. This is the support I need from you. You know, I might need to be working um, this over this weekend, so I'll need you to take care of this for me. Just that informing piece mm-hmm. calms the energy around you. And some manifestors feel that that's kind of an asking for permission type arrangement. It's not meant to be that at all. It's you're really informing. You're really saying, look. I'm not asking for permission. I'm just telling you, this is what I'm going to do. So be ready because I'm going to do it. <laughs> so. Give me the fair heads up now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So what that looks like in business for you. So every different type is designed to work in a very different way in business, which is why I find this subject so fascinating because we're taught, um, particularly in coaching and online, in the online space. Really, all we're taught is hustle, 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 morning till night, push it through, push it through. And that's not the way most of us are designed to work. So when it comes to marketing, there's specific ways that you as a manifester can address your audience to really connect with them because then you're not going out there and selling what you've got to sell. You're just informing people of these are my ideas, this is the way I think. This is what I see for the future of the collective. This is what I would love to happen. And then you'll naturally draw those people to you. They'll feel that energy and they'll want to be in your aura and they'll be drawn to you. So how do you do that? So as a manifesto, in your copy and in your, on your stories, you want to be using a lot of I statements because the manifesto is about the eye. It's all about this is what I see for the collective. This is my vision. So you survive statements like, um, I see you. I know how you feel. I've been there, girl. I have been there and I've lived that and I see you. And this is what I want for you. I got this result and this is how I want to help you. And it's those I statements that create that kind of powerful aura around the manifesto that will draw the right people to you. So that's really important. And the language that a manifesto uses isn't always pretty language. It can be it's bold and informative, but it can be polarizing because of the nature of what you're here to do. You know, you're here to do very specific things and you are here to get your message out to the people that need to hear it, need to hear it, full stop. Mm -hmm. If there's people that don't need to hear it, they will naturally fall away. And that's what using that polarizing language does. Mm -hmm. And polarizing doesn't have to be negative. Polarizing to me means you're very sure about what you believe and you are, we'll move into that in a minute. You're very certain about what you believe and you just present it to people. And if that's perceived as polarizing, then so be it. But you're not being deliberately controversial. Does that make sense? Yes, and I totally feel that, yeah. Great, right. okay. Um, you, a lot of your copy should be very factual. Now, I've put here factual as opposed to storytelling. Because of your particular design, storytelling is actually very prominent in your design so I would advise you to use both of those approaches so factual and storytelling for most manifestors the factual delivery works better for them you know this is what I'm going to do I see it this way and they present it as facts but because of the way your design is put together and the way your energy works, storytelling is actually really beneficial for you as well. And I've heard that in your stories, with your storytelling. <laughs> um, another thing that's that's really good for manifestors is oversharing. You know, and <laughs> that's
1: sure that, makes sense, that
0: resonates. <laughs> and and that in itself sounds like a bad thing, you're oversharing, but for manifestors, it, it isn't. For manifestors, it's you have to overshare because the people that are going to be drawn to you need to hear everything about your vision because they need to invest in it emotionally, so they want to hear the whole story. So, I think that's one of the real beautiful things about human design is that a word like oversharing. Society conditions us to look at that like that's a bad thing. So if you naturally are an oversharer, you feel bad for oversharing, but that's what exactly what you're designed to do, and that's what we need you to do, so keep doing it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that <I can> do. <laughs> uh, so the other thing you want to let people know is, what does their life look like after someone goes through your program? For instance, what what will it do for them? What will their life actually look like? What what will it feel like to them? That's what a manifesto's gift um, in marketing is really um, is really useful for. Just letting people know what are they going to feel. You know what what is the picture going to be? Because part of manifestor's role is to create this picture. You know, it's going to look like this and I know it's going to look like this because I've lived it, which ties back into your I statements as well. It's going to be incredible. And it's not kind of a case of um, salesy tactics. You know, this is going to look incredible if it isn't. If your copy is aligned and what you're saying is aligned, you will only draw the right people to you. So you're not trying to convince people who, that it's not right for the people that are supposed to be there will naturally hear your messages and be drawn into you. So like we said before, the pattern of your work is very specific. So the pattern of your work should be cyclical and you shouldn't be anywhere near that the generator model of work which dominates society or did. It's starting to change. But that nine to five hustle, 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 Step away from that. That's not designed for you. So, the best thing you can do is build systems and build teams to delegate your workload and streamline things, which will give you space. It will give you mental space and it will also give you physical space as well. Because there are times, and I've got friends who are manifestors that own their own business, and sometimes they just kind of disappear from sight literally they tell us that's what they're going to do on socials and thinking about it you do that I've just realized that's what you do I've just realized
1: I'm like bye guys I need a few days
0: <laughs> yes you do do that how funny that's just clicked for me yes funny. Oh, so oh. when I do someone's reading I try if I don't know them I mm-hmm. deliberately don't look at their socials So I tried not to look at yours, but all transparency. I've been looking at your stories for a couple of years. So, (laughs) but yeah, you definitely do that. So another thing to do is use your voice as marketing, which again is what you do. Speaking, writing, podcasts, videos, and that backwards and forwards conversation, really creating a conversation about, um, like it had been recently around anxiety. You know, you've created a conversation about it rather than pushing it in people's faces. You've just been saying, look, this is what I went through and this is what your life can look like, the other side of it, what have you been through? So that, again, ties back into your I statements and ties back into the, look, I've lived it, I've experienced it, this is what your life can look like after you've tackled it or after you've addressed it um and yeah just to wrap up this portion so create a team inform the team and let them do the work Mm -hmm. that's that's beneficial for you and who doesn't want to hear that really (laughs) i feel that because
1: I used to kind of get down on myself for getting quote unquote more burnt out than a normal person. And, you know, I would be in nine to fives or I'd work normal quote unquote again hours and I would feel so depleted and even emotionally kind of just distraught. And hearing something like this is just so relieving because it's like, Oh, this is how I'm built. That's why I couldn't do that. It was like running against the wall. Like I can do work but it's again it's in different ways than than most people so it's kind of like permission to just do (laughs) do things how I would do them (laughs) if I hadn't had these thoughts in my in my head about what should be the
0: case Yeah, absolutely and it's that feeling of it's the way it makes you feel like you're not enough and not working hard enough and just not enough of anything. And that frustrates me. And that's why I love talking about human design, because it does give you permission to be yourself. And that kind of sounds a bit cliche, but it's so true. You know, you're, you're, this is how you're supposed to be. And not only is this the way you're supposed to be, this is the way you benefit the rest of us. So we need you to be like that. We don't need you to be anything else. We need you to be you. which you don't often hear so
1: yeah
0: I agree it's very powerful
1: yes breath of fresh air (laughs) yes
0: (laughs) okay so let's move on to your open and your um so your defined and your undefined or open centers so they're really the colored bits or the white bits on your chart and what they do is they kind of add an extra layer to your type. So we know you're a manifester, but there's lots of different ways that manifestors can subtly express their energy. And this is your particular way with your, excuse me, combination of open and defined centers. This is how you express your energy. So we'll go through each of the centers one by one, and you'll start to see a running theme throughout all of them that certainly gets really interesting. Mm-hmm. So your defined head center. So your head center is obviously at the top of your head, your crown chakra. And so your head center is defined. So on your chart it's colored in. And anywhere that you're defined that's what you bring to this life. These are your natural gifts your powerful natural gifts that shine so brightly and benefit the collective so they're what you came into this life with to help the rest of us and this is where you provide wisdom to the rest of us as well so you have a defined head center and what that actually means is you're designed to generate original inspired ideas you're not designed to look at all the ideas that are swirling around in the world and maybe take this one and this one and put them together to make a coaching program. Your defined head center is designed to generate those ideas from within. Mm-hmm. Because you've got this direct connection to divine inspiration. Those ideas are so powerful that appear in your head center, um, in your defined head center. and. Another theme of the head center is questions. So it asks questions and tries to find answers to those questions. But the questions that you ask lead others to their own introspection and reflection. So the questions that you ask on your stories, you know, like how does anxiety manifest for you? How do you feel it? Um, how does disordered eating feel for you how does intuitive eating feel for you all of those questions that you ask are designed to make the collective go mm, I don't know how are they mm. oh, I don't know so whereas with a generator the questions I ask go do you want this program or this program or how do you feel about this or this or this or this and constant conversation you're designed to just pop a question out there and kind of sit back and the rest of the collective go mm, I don't know. How do I feel about intuitive eating? Is it all it's cracked up to be? Could I do? I don't know. So that's what your defined head center is doing all the time. It's asking questions that lead the collective to question themselves. And that's how things move forward. You know, that's how humanity moves forward by the rest of us going, I don't know. Do I want to start spin? Do I want to do a cycle class? Do I, do, I want, do I want to completely change my life overnight? Is that something I want to do? Does that feel right for me? So that's what your defined head center is doing. So that's its gift to us. That's your natural power and your natural gift that you do without even being conscious of it. And I think when you're naturally designed to do something, it's not until someone questions it, you think, I thought everyone was like that. Doesn't everyone do that? (laughs) And they don't, you know, I've got an undefined head center. So my, um, the way I operate is taking inspiration from other people. And that doesn't mean copying other people. But that means being inspired by something they're talking about and going oh yeah human design mm, yeah that's interesting oh web design <laughs> let's join <laughs> those together <laughs> see how that works so that's how I'm designed to operate so your defined head center is really beautiful because it makes us question things and kind of look at ourselves and see how we can improve it's really beautiful so the next one down so is your defined Ajna center. So that's kind of the next one down from your crown chakra, so kind of the bottom half of, of your head, really. And what it's designed to do is to tell your story. Because it's defined, you're here to captivate us with how you see things. We want to know what Casey's perspective is, because that's what inspires us. And you've got, because of that, you've got the ability to teach and communicate to the rest of us in such a beautiful way because you've taken the experiences that you've had and you're weaving them into stories. And that's why I was saying in business for a manifesto, taking a factual approach is often the best and most aligned way. But you can see as we go through your natural gifts and your your defined centres that storytelling appears time and time again because of the way that your energy is designed. So um, you're designed to be successful. End of the story. You just are designed to be successful. We need you to be successful. And you need to let yourself see that that success is inevitable. It's going to happen. It's just going to happen. And again, because of conditioning, some of us don't feel comfortable with thinking. Oh, it's going to happen. It's fine. It's good. And, but it doesn't need to be that energy. It can just be that in, that internal knowing that okay, I know that I'm here to do good. I know that I'm here to drive the collective forward, and that's fine. I'll be successful. And that's kind of all it has to be. Um, But yeah, you're definitely designed to be successful for sure. Don't hate hearing that. (laughs) And I've been feeling that
1: more lately as I've been allowing myself to kind of do my thing more and more and operate from this place. So, yeah.
0: Excellent. Good, good. I love to hear that. (laughs) All right. So next one down, your defined throat center. So throat centers are really important for manifestors. So your throat center is always connected to what we call a motor center as a manifestor. So that energy in your motor center needs to be expressed. It needs to come out. And those ideas that are internal need to be made external. That's how you move the collective forward. If you keep them internal... We've got no idea what's going on, so they need to come out. So your throat centre is designed to take your inner world or take your inner reality and make it an outer reality. That's what it's designed to do. So when you are aware, now I don't know, I can't say to what level you are aware, but when you are aware of the impact, of how you impact your audience with your voice, how you do it and how powerful it is when you accept how powerful your voice is you call in attention the the collective will listen to you because you have that defined throat center and you call in attention with the intention to serve and that kind of goes back to what i was saying before about don't feel that it's sales tactics you're using when you're using things like i statements you have to call in attention with the intention to serve and you can only do that if you know the best way to work with your energy we want you to share your opinions to broaden others perspectives that's what we need so when you know you share your opinions on um, eating or anxiety or meditation or um, going on a retreat anything like that All the time, you're broadening our perspectives. You're making us or helping the rest of the collective see what is possible. And that's really powerful. Like I said before, you share your stories with the intention to entertain and teach. So you can see that storytelling comes up over and over and over again for you. And you should use your voice to be an advocate for others. The people who need to hear it will be drawn to you. Now, that can seem really obvious. Use your voice to be an advocate for others. But not everybody does it. You know, I don't, in all honesty, I don't think I do that. And my societal conditioning is making me feel shame. now. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't think I do that. But I'm not, that's not the way I'm designed. But you are absolutely designed to do that, to use your voice, to be an advocate for people with, with eating disorders or um, anxiety disorder or, um, you know, people who have have maybe got to 30 and don't know which direction they're going in. You know, that's what they need to hear from you. It's your experience of that. So that's what your defined throat centre does. The next one down is your G centre. So your G centre is the um, yellow diamond shape sort of in the center of your chest and this is where your identity sits your sense of self so you have a defined g center so your energy this is beautiful and this i'll be totally transparent this phrase came from the coaching course i'm doing with intuition lifestyle it's totally eden's words (laughs) (laughs) They're not my words. So your energy is potent, powerful, magnetic, and unapologetic, which is really, really powerful. And that's, again, that's kind of, if you don't feel that, that's giving you permission and saying, damn, your energy is really powerful and really potent. But another thing to be aware of is not to force your path instead allow it to unfold in front of you again which is society conditions conditions us to force it just make it happen just push through get an idea run with it and don't ever give up that's not the way you're designed to work you're designed to just let it naturally unfold in front of you does that kind of make sense (laughs) <laughs> of the things again it's like for
1: me when i try, i have tried to do that of course but i almost physically can't it's like my body is like i am too tired for this and my mind is just like no you know this is not our path of least resistance and so that really resonates
0: yeah fantastic and it's hard it's hard after years and years of being told you should just make it happen because you kind of think well what if it doesn't What if, what if I'm different and it doesn't unfold for me and I get left behind because I haven't been forcing it. But I know from my own perspective, I was in business for 10 years on and off forcing things to happen until I learned how I was supposed to respond to things instead of forcing things. And as really, as soon as I did that and changed my view on it, things started to appear for me. So it's so powerful the way that you let things unfold because that's how the universe can reach you. Because if you're always pushing forward, the universe can't get through, like there's no way in. Whereas if you're sitting back, and doing the work you need to do but allowing things to happen i've even got a um post-it note up here with the word allow <laughs> so just allow things to happen mm-hmm. that's the best way for you to operate mm-hmm. so still in your defined the g center so the g center is about love and self-love and self-identity so the more you love yourself the more you give your audience permission to love themselves. And again, that's so powerful. If we see you um, growing and developing and, and owning the experiences you've had and talking about, um, you know, eating disorders and anxiety issues and loving yourself because of those things, not in spite of those things, i getting a bit emotional. <laughs> that I must be picking up on your energy um the more that we see Casey doing that the more it gives us permission to do it ourselves because then we can look at our own experiences and go huh well I am lovable even though I've had this or even though I've had that we can listen to your stories and go okay well I'm lovable because I've had this experience and because I've had that. So now I can help other people with it. So the more we see you on stories, just loving yourself, so to speak, (laughs) the more it helps us because we go, yeah, now we've got, we've got a pass to do it for ourselves as well. And further to that, others feel when they're around you, they feel the permission to be authentic and permission to maybe um, talk about these difficult experiences that they've had because you're a safe space for it to happen you know there's there's no judgment there's no um there's no criticism it's just love you know because you've had these difficult experiences so they go okay i know this is a safe space for me to be able to share mine as well and still feel loved and not feel judged so um that's a really strong center for you mm. it's a really, really center. okay so your final defined center is your ego center now it has three names it's ego center heart center or will center a few different names for that one and this again is really strong for you so Because it's defined, it's quite, um, you're in the minority of the population to have your ego center defined. But this means you are designed to have strong desires. And you are designed to fulfill those desires. Unashamedly, unapologetically, you're supposed to get what you want. That's what you're designed to do. And that's not a selfish thing. But when I say it's not a selfish thing, the word selfish has a lot of conditioning around it as well. I shall probably backtrack. It is a selfish thing, but that's not a bad thing. When you manifest your desires, that's not just good for you, that benefits the collective. Because the universe doesn't make it so there's one thing that's good for you, but it's going to be bad for everybody else. If you get what you want, that's going to radiate out to everybody else as well. But like we said, before you can't force that path, you know you will fulfill those desires without pushing. And your desires are your connection to the divine. The things that you desire, you're designed to to desire. And depending on previous conditioning and this is again this reading just literally touches the surface of human design there's a lot more layers we could go into but depending on how you feel about your ego center you may feel worthy of your desires and when others are around you they tap into this and also feel worthy as well Mm. so if you don't feel worthy of your desires maybe that's some conditioning that would be beneficial for you to work on because the more you feel worthy, the more the rest of us feel worthy as well, and that's such a gift. So, like we said, you receive the things you desire, and you challenge yourself to grow and improve, and can be competitive with yourself as well. That's a that's a big <laughs> nodding like crazy. <laughs> that's a big um, feature of defined ego center. So, reinforcing this, your authority so there's several different authorities you can have yours is an ego authority which again is quite rare and your ego authority is another layer on top of your defined ego center so your ego authority is how you make decisions and the way you're designed to make decisions in business because we're talking about business is is this what i want is this going to be good for me? Is this going to fulfill my desires? And again, we have to move away or do some deconditioning work around feeling worthy and not feeling quote unquote selfish about it. But, you know, do I want to have a coaching program? Do I want to do one-on-one coaching? You know, is that is that going to satisfy my desires? And if it's not, then it's going to be something else. So your ego center and your ego authority just has layers and layers and layers and layers. And it's basically screaming at you, fulfill your desires. Casey, fulfill your desires for goodness sake. <laughs> yes. I still so feel that recently.
1: hundred percent.
0: Cause yeah, that's what's going to, everyone else around you will feel the permission to do that as well. Same with your G center. When you show how much you love yourself, that gives us every, gives us all permission to do the same. And same goes for your ego center. You know, when you fulfill your desires and you talk about your desires and how they're being fulfilled, that gives us permission to look at what we want as well. And that goes back to your defined head center. You know, you'll be asking questions of the collective. Well, what are your desires? Uh, these are my desires. You know, you'll be asking questions that prompt us to think about how much we love ourselves, um, how much we go after what we desire and not have shame around that as well. So that kind of feeds back to that defined head centre, asking those questions that prompt us to think about what we want to. So, yeah, your ego, the whole ego centre is a massive thing for you.
1: (laughs) I feel that when I'm not doing something, I can feel something in me being like, so (laughs) we going to do
0: this? Or (laughs) Absolutely. So your undefined or open centers. Now, where your defined centers are what you're here to bring to the collective, your open or undefined centers are what you're here to gain wisdom in so these open centers are designed to learn and they soak up wisdom from the people around you from the environment around you in different ways and they're designed to do different things so here's what you're these are what you're here to learn basically in this life and gain wisdom about and that doesn't mean Some people see open centers or undefined centers as being less than or where you're not enough in those areas. It's, it's the complete opposite. It's what you're receptive to and what will help you learn and gain wisdom because you don't gain much wisdom in defined areas because you're too busy kind of pushing that out to the collective. But because we need a balance, those open areas are just kind of sitting back and soaking in and, and learning depending on what, center is so your first undefined center is the emotional center which is the solar plexus and undefined emotional centers are the true empaths of the world i know a lot of us kind of throw the word empath around quite a bit but the undefined emotional centers are the absolute true empaths of the world because you see other people's emotions Sometimes to an extreme degree, you pick up on other people's emotions and sometimes have trouble working out what are your emotions and what are their emotions, like where are these emotions coming from. And you are here to experience the true emotional spectrum from one end to the other. So you can go from an intense internal storm to a, but you also have the capacity to become emotionally still as well and this is a really strong center a really beneficial center to gain wisdom in because if you're trying to run a business and you're going from one extreme to the other with your emotions or maybe you're on a zoom call with a group and you're picking up everyone else's turbulent emotions that's going to drain you so it's a really good center to be aware of in business to have some kind of protection around your energy and some boundaries around how much you soak in. Because if you're constantly kind of being pushed from pillar to post with all these different, different emotions, and it, it's a good center to be aware of if you're coaching clients as well. So is your defined, undefined, sorry is your undefined emotional center picking up on their emotions and amplifying it because it won't just pick up on it, it will amplify it and make it even bigger and stronger. So that's a really important center. So you can see how we were designed to gain wisdom in these centers because that's definitely something to work on in business, particularly coaching. Mm. So the next one, your undefined sacral center. So, your undefined sacral is (laughs) fleshy. Undefined (laughs) sacral is the reason, or one of the reasons, that you're not supposed to have that sustained energy to work a nine to five. That's not what you're designed for. So, you're not designed to hustle, you're not designed to take action like generators and manifesting generators. And that's hard because society conditions us to work like generators, all of us. But we're not all generators. Sometimes even generators don't want to work like generators, to be honest. Um, but that's just not you. You're not designed to do that. That's not what we need you for. That's not your role but it's tough. it can be tough for you because particularly if you're working in a team, you look around you at these other types with defined sacral like generators and manifesting generators, and you see how they go, 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 and have this incredible capacity for work and joy and pleasure, and they have energy, and they're just all over the place, and they're always answering their emails, and they're always on stories, and you're like, I, I don't know, I must not have the drive you have or i must not have the dedication you have like i'm just not as good as you but it's not that at all you're just living in a kind of generated dominated society that values that hustle but that's not you so because of your undefined sacral you're designed to offer things to the collective other than the grind than grinding out programs and grinding out freebies and opt-ins and you know on and on and on. You're here to gift us your observation and inspiration and guidance. I think to the point where sometimes if you watch a manifesto stories, you might not even be clear on what they do or what they offer. You're like, can I work with this person? I don't do they have a program? I don't know. I just really like listening to them. So that might be something just to watch out for if you if you are offering programs or offering things to help the collective. every now and then, just maybe put a list of them on your stories, like ways to work with me or do a story. you know some of you have been asking how you work with me, well, it's a or B. Just to drop that in occasionally just to inform the collective about how you can help them. I think that's really important. But for you, It's important not to associate your value with the amount of work you do. Your value is in your guidance and your inspiration, not in how many hours you work. The two just don't correlate for you as a manifester because your work is potent and powerful in a different way. That's the gift that you give us. Now, that undefined sacral can also mean that physically it can be more difficult for you more challenging to accomplish things that some of the other sacral types do because you just don't have that internal battery so that's another reason that you should be if you're looking at charging fees for your programs or your products that you should be charging for the value exchange not for the amount of time spent doing it so rather than oh this took me four days you know to write this ebook or Six weeks to create this program, it's a long time. It's a value exchange, more so than the other types. How much value is this bringing to the collective? Whether it took me two hours or two days, that's immaterial. What am I actually giving them and what am I gifting them? That's really important. Okay. Undefined spleen center. So, in your undefined spleen part of your lesson or what you're here lesson sounds a bit authoritative part of what you're here to gain wisdom about is what's best for you and your physical body and your health so because you're undefined there because you're um open you it's really easy for you to intuitively pick up on what's healthy for someone else so you could look at me and go oh You know, you should be doing eating kale, drinking a lot of wine. And (laughs) 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 Um. (laughs) Uh, that's what you should be doing, Beck. But for you, you you need to realize that just because it's healthy, you can see what's healthy for someone else and a way of eating or a way of um, functioning in the world is healthy for someone else. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's healthy for you. So that's what you're here to gain wisdom about. I know what's healthy for this person, this person, this person, but what's healthy for me because it may not be the same thing. So that's an area of um, where you can gain wisdom. The spleen also de- deals with fears. So it deals with fear, intuition, and the physical body. So you're here to observe and guide other people through their fears, but not take those fears on as your own. And again, that's really important. Obviously, if you're coaching somebody through, um, you know, fear around eating or fear around making a big life change. If you were to take all of those fears on yourself in your undefined spleen, you wouldn't be able to coach for very long. You'd be so drained. So that's a really big thing to look out for. Acknowledge their fears and hold space for their fears, but don't take those on as something that you need to be fearful of as well. Okay, the undefined root center. So your root center is at the bottom of your graph and that's where the motivation to get things done, that's where the actual doing part of things comes from. Now because you're undefined there, you don't have consistent access to adrenaline to get things done. So that combined with your undefined sacral center gives you a big indication on how you need to conserve your energy during the day, particularly during a work day. But the good thing is that if you're working in a team and you have people around you that have those defined sacral centers, manifestors, uh, sorry, generators and manifesting generators, you can borrow that energy while you're around them. So you pick up on those energetic codes and you say, okay, well, I'll have some of yours or I'll have some of yours and that'll keep me going for a time. And you will be thinking, oh, I'm good today. Like I've got a lot of energy today. This is really good. Like I can be, you know, I can hustle. That's no problem. But then once those people go away and they're not in your environment anymore, that sacral energy goes with them. And then you're left feeling kind of, oh, okay, well, maybe I'm not you know, and you kind of go on a bit of a roller coaster. But it's a a positive thing in that if you know you need that momentum, if your partner's got a defined sacral or people you work with, put yourself in that environment or go to a coffee shop. Now, I know you love working in coffee shops because I've seen it. Um, go to somewhere where there's a lot of energy around you and your undefined your undefined root center will borrow that energy from other sacrals that's a really good thing to be aware of
1: yeah
0: and the last thing or last couple of things about the undefined root center it will be like with the undefined spleen where you pick up on your client's fears it will be really easy for you to pick up on your client's stress response as well. And that will exhaust your adrenals. So again, just protect yourself and understand that their stress isn't your stress. Their fears aren't your fears. And that will be a healthy environment for you to coach in. Um, And meditation is very beneficial for you. That's really good for an undefined root center. yes (laughs) (laughs) so in summary seven steps for you to take forward and move ahead with with your human designing business because it's a lot of information to have thrown at you and kind of try and incorporate and think I could use that there and use that there and so I've kind of boiled it down to seven actionable things that you can do so reflect on those areas of your business where you're not trusting yourself and you're not trusting those around you to support your vision. Because that's a big thing with manifestors is the trust, because if you think back to when you were a child, manifestor children are very kind of they'll run up to their mom or their dad and go, oh, we need to go here today. We need to do this and we need to do it. I don't know. We just need to do it. Let's go and do it. And if their parent shuts them down and says, no, we're not doing that. No, we're not doing that. No, we're not doing that. Or I want to get this or I want to be this or I want to do that. No, 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 no. That conditions you out of that feeling of trust, of trusting the people around you and also trusting yourself. If you're constantly coming up with ideas and inspiration and, and things to move ahead with and you're constantly shut down, then you don't trust yourself. And that can kind of feed into the business arena as well. So, that's a good area to reflect on and just do some thinking, maybe some deconditioning around and just learning to trust yourself in business and trust those around you as well. Number two, remember you're designed to be selfish. You're absolutely 100% designed to do that and to have your desires manifest. And once you start doing that, and we see you're doing that, it gives us the permission to do the same thing. And fulfilling your desires it's what's going to push the collective forwards. Like we said, don't force your path. Instead, allow it to unfold in front of you. Avoid taking on your client's fears. Instead, create a safe haven for them to love who they are and own their desires. Number five, share your stories or continue to share your stories because I know that's really, you're really good at that. And be an advocate for others, and then the right people will naturally be drawn to you. Like, I follow you, I've always followed you, but we've never worked together. Like, I've never purchased anything. Like, I've never, I'm not a client, mm-hmm. but I still follow you. You know, I'm still drawn to you. Number six, inform those around you before you take action. That's really important. So remember, it's not an asking for permission. It's this is how I'm going to move my business forward. I have a desire to do X and this is what I'm going to do. And I'm just letting you know so that you know what to expect. And that calms the energy around you and decreases any resistance because then the people around you won't be going, oh, but what about this? And but you can't. And but, 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 because you've already told them, you said, no, this is what I'm doing. And plan your day so that you work in cycles, work and rest, work and rest, because you're just not designed to work for hours on end. And that can also apply to cycles of um, weeks, or even months depending on what you know situation you're in those cycles can last longer so so that's a lot of information <laughs> but it's, so, feel free to you know. it's good for
1: it's good to hear too and for anyone listening it's good to hear someone else's reading because then you you understand like you got to explain it to us so if someone gets theirs done online they might be like Right, but uh, <laughs> yeah. but, but what's going on? So it's nice to hear that and to understand, like, what an undefined center is, what a defined center is, and all the differences of all of those parts of ourselves. So it all seems really spot on, and it is helpful because I've been starting to notice as I've taken on more jobs that I do need rest. So, again, it's just giving yourself permission to to do the things that you feel called to do, even if it's not the norm. So yes. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So thank you so much Beck. That was, that was amazing. That is a little bit about human design. Everyone. I know that there is so much more that we could have dove into, but yeah. Where can everyone find you? How can they work with you? How can they find out more?
0: Mm really easy i'm mostly hang out on instagram so i'm becca underscore francis over there and um, i've got some free marketing and human design cheat sheets that you can download at beccafrancis.com forward slash casey and that will tell you all about your design and and a little bit more about marketing copy to use and, and the way to approach sales and and help your clients
1: Perfect. And I do have one more question for you back that I've been asking everyone. We have about two minutes left, so no, (laughs) sorry to, to sneak this in, but I do want to know something about you right now. And that is, what is one challenge that you have currently faced or are facing right now, and what is it teaching you?
0: That's a good question. I think it's deconditioning. in in human design because the more I learn about it the more I realize that I mean I'm 50 in a couple of months so for 50 years I've been living a certain way and as I start to decondition these undefined areas I can see the very immediate effect that it has in my life Um, but it's hard it's a really hard journey. And, you know, my coach has given, given us a four step deconditioning process. So there is like concrete steps to follow. Um, but even just coming to terms with, like you said, there's things in my design that might, I would feel that are selfish or even a bit shameful, though I can't say that and I don't do that. And that's not what I'm here for. Um, and that's the big challenge at the moment. And it's really a work in progress and it will be for, yeah. Forever, probably to some extent, just uncovering those layers of um conditioning. Mm. It's hard. And really seeing yourself, see feeling seen by human design is amazing, but it can be challenging in areas as well.
1: Yeah. Definitely. yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Beck. That was fabulous. And everything that Beck has to offer, including a freebie, a little freebie she put together for all of you, will be in the show notes, her Instagram, her website. And Beck, thank you so much for coming on.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: And there you have it, everyone. My episode part two with Becca Francis. Beck, thanks so much for coming on, not once, but twice. Like in... Episode part one, all of Becca's information will be in the show notes, as well as the freebie that she created just for you guys. And also, I can't recommend enough that you join her Facebook group. I joined this week after re listening to part one, and it's so informative and everything that you would need to know. So, all of the information to do all of that will be in the show notes. And I really can't recommend, obviously, getting your birth chart done enough. I can't recommend it enough because it's just so helpful. And I'm really grateful to be living my life the way that I knew I wanted to live it, even though everyone else was saying otherwise, to be quite honest. So as for the show, I alluded to this in the last episode, I believe, but there's going to be some changes made to this show. So what's going to happen is December, I will do one episode, a solo episode, kind of a recap of 2020 kind of how I do every year with like a recap of what I've learned, the highs, the changes, and what I'm looking forward to in 2021. And then it's going to be a little break, a little holiday break. So it's going to give me some time to revamp the show. And then I'll be back in January at some time. The way that I knew that it was time to take a break is because I always Have episodes or guests in the queue, and I didn't feel called to reach out to guests anymore. And I also didn't feel called to be doing solo episodes. And I was like, okay, so this is time to take a break. You know, I've had a new intro written for a while and I got new photos done, and so I'm just feeling like it's time to take a little break. But yeah, I'll fill you guys in on the yearly recap in the next episode. And as for this episode, like I said, I you know, what I've realized my goal is is to be an example of living in alignment and being joyful and being at ease and being so motherfucking successful while doing it. That is really the only way to put it. Pardon my French, I think that you guys are used to it by now. But honestly, like, I think that it's a really antiquated way of thinking that the only way we can do things is to work ourselves to the bone and to work harder. And obviously, you know, if if you love working a lot, then absolutely. But, you know, I think that we have to focus, too, on rest and allowing and receiving and the feminine way of doing things. And yeah, I'm going to be that example, you guys. <laughs> so anyways... I am sending all of you love and if you have been listening to the show for a while, if you feel like it serves you and gives you value, please do subscribe as well as leave a comment and a review on Apple Podcasts. So the way that you do that is you scroll down further than you would think. Like you have to scroll down through a bunch of my episodes and then at the bottom there will be a place where you can comment and leave a review and it is so appreciated by me. And yeah, anyway, so again, happy Thanksgiving to all my U.S. homies and I love all of you no matter where you're from and I'll talk to you soon.